I feel, I feel like the two best skills in the world as a man, uh, one I think is copywriting because it's just like <laughs> modern day alchemy, you know, it's like if you can take words and turn it into money, I just think it's like a beautiful thing. It's good to put But also just the ability to, um, you know, understand the male female dynamics and not just having this be some sort of Rubik's cube of confusion of like the other or the opposite sex. <laughs> We stand today. The business method with the shadow. The business method. The business method podcast. The business method podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs' systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome to the Business Method Podcast, where we examine the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. Our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that had built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we are interviewing 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that generate a million dollars or more in annual revenue. There's a growing movement of people building these caliber of businesses and we wanted to get behind the minds, the logic, and the science of what it takes to build a business like this. We've had some incredible guests like Bobby Edwards, the founder of Squatty Potty, who built a $35 million per year company with just 17 employees, and JP Sears, the YouTube superstar whose videos are going viral all over the internet. I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and we hope you enjoy the show. The Business Method. The more I learn about personal brands, the more I like the idea of the business model. Almost any entrepreneur or high-profile person that starts to share his or her knowledge with the world almost instantaneously creates a personal brand in fact, I would even argue that most entrepreneurs have a personal brand already, even if they are low profile and still just working in the day-to-day of their business. We all have a personal brand in some fashion. Today's guest is Wade Alters, and we get to chat with him about building his personal brand over the past six years into a seven-figure location independent business. Wade shares about starting out as a dating coach and then moving away from that into a personal brand space, the mindset of a successful personal branded business, and the resistance that many people have around personal branding. If you are thinking about personal branding or have a personal brand already, this episode is for you. And a heads up, we broke up Wade's interview into two episodes and his second episode will be published tomorrow. Without further ado, let's jump into the show. Entrepreneurs' systems, methods, tools, and tactics. And you guys, I am humbled and honored to welcome Wade Alters to the show. Wade, my friend, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And uh, I hear you're calling from lovely, sunny Southern California, right? Yep. I'm in uh, Santa Monica here in L.A. Um, Like I said, we moved in about two to three weeks ago and haven't shut the doors or windows since we moved in. It's been amazing. (laughs) I bet that's nice. I'm curious why you picked Santa Monica because I know you left Chicago and, and you spent some time there to build your business up. What made you make that shift and why Santa Monica in particular? Yeah, it was interesting actually when I started the business. So it's about five or six years. I was kind of, you know, still I was I was working as a coach for another business and kind of starting my own thing. And I was kind of, you know, having the location independence aspect of it. I was like, okay, where do I want to build this? And the initial two places were either Chicago or New York. And at the time I was like single and wanted to have some fun, uh, not knowing what would go into starting a business. But luckily I think I made the right decision because I was like, okay, I don't want to be in Manhattan spending all this money to live there when all I'm doing is hunkered down at the laptop building this thing for a while. Um, And Chicago was one of those great cities to really, uh, your dollar goes very far there. And then 
recently as the business has really evolved, uh, what happened was I was taking a trip in February and a friend was like, okay, you got to come to LA. I was going to San Diego for this conference and he's like, you got to come to LA. There's just amazing people here, just the influencers and you know, even like when you go and what happened basically like long story short, when I came out here, even going to like dinners, they use the, the adjective Instagrammable. And so it's like, everybody, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that's a really Instagrammable, Instagrammable uh, restaurant and things like that. Yeah. And so, it's like, and you almost feel guilty because literally everyone here is trying to be some form of an influence or something. And, you know, that's just something me having a personal brand, you always wish you did more of it. And so when you're eating dinner and you see some you know, lady blogger over here, you know, having a full camera crew and things like that. Cause again, it's LA. So everyone wants to be a celebrity or something uh-huh. like, shoot, I better pull out my camera and, <laughs> you know, document this as well. So that was kind of, you know, part of it, but even more so just the networking of, you know, yesterday with this really successful, uh, personal development coach the day before it's like hugely successful, uh, internet marketer from Germany. And it's like, like him, he was in for this mastermind thing. And just randomly, LA is just one of those cities that people come to visit, and so it's just great opportunity to really meet a lot of people. Wow, I, I you know, I didn't know. Well, I mean, I, I knew it was a hot city, but I didn't know so much for for the internet world. But I guess that makes sense. I spent most of my um, internet career abroad, and and not a lot of time in the U.S. So I don't know. I, I know San Diego has got a hot spot for internet marketers, but I didn't know, you know, it was so hot up in LA too. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard San Diego is amazing. I think for me being in the personal development niche too, that kind of factored in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the influencers here, like I said, you have, it's more like they, I don't even think they would consider themselves marketers, although, you know, they are, but right. just being influencers and trying to become famous or something. <laughs> it's the LA scene, right? <laughs> yeah. It moved from, um, movies to, uh, internet to famous, right? Yep. Uh, and I haven't heard that term Instagrammable yet, but that's cool. So let's let's see if we can make an Instagrammable podcast. And, <laughs> and um, um, I want to hear about you. So we were introduced from uh, another guy that came on the show, Max Herden. And, um, and he said, you know, you're a good guy to come on the show, great qualifications and everything. And I was checking out your website, and I'm really kind of learning more and – curious these days about the personal brand because I think it's a really I think it's a great thing but it's also like a, an amazing skill and art um, to create a personal brand but the types of personalities that do this um, I'm learning more about and I, and I think I'm more one of those types of people I just haven't really realized it in the past so I'd love to know like your story kind of your background um, where you came from and how you became the entrepreneur that you are today yeah, I'll try to think of uh, how far to, down the rabbit hole we'll go with this. <laughs> but it's like, uh, <clears throat> so I guess kind of starting off, um, I've been a coach for 12 years. And so, you know, went to school, was thinking I was going to be a doctor, even kind of went that whole path. And then actually I was, I had a girlfriend that whole time. So it was like an eight year relationship, high school, college. My parents were high school sweethearts. So I thought I went that path too. Grew up in Wisconsin and then what happened was is she broke up with me and I, I didn't really know what to do. And so that led to, I think, what most guys do is start searching for stuff online and found out about the whole sort of, you know, dating industry and dating coaching industry. And so through that, uh, you know, basically just really dove into that world. And I was 24 years old, so it's just like a lot of fun running around being single, 
and through that process became a dating coach for one of the bigger companies. And so I went from uh, being never leaving Wisconsin to traveling to over 40 countries uh, and running these weekend programs where it's about 10 hours of seminar and then 10 hours of, you know, like putting it into action. So then we go out, I'd speak about confidence or I'd speak about a self-esteem or things like this or like deserving a certain type of woman. And then I'd take the guys out and be like, all right, go do it. You know, whether it's a McDonald's or a nightclub or, you know, and like I said, everywhere from Tokyo to, you know, Stockholm to Rio de Janeiro and kind of everywhere else. Um, and early on, this was like 2007, 2008. So even YouTube yet wasn't really big, but we were just trying to do new things at the time. And so it led to kind of starting to put videos up on YouTube. And if, if I look at my first video ever, it was like, it wasn't even like a video. It was just like a, you know, a <laughs> thumbnail with some, some music. And I'm like, yeah. And I had like crappy little, uh, you know, infographics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But slowly over time, like, you know, I had certain clients and they're like, get this DSLR thing. And, and YouTube was really coming along. And we saw how the impact of building the brand, how it led to just, you know, more notoriety. I think there's this sort of uh, subtle persuasion aspect where people think you're kind of a celebrity, even though they know it's YouTube. They still see you and they kind of think you're like on TV. Mm-hmm. So it creates this amazing sort of, you know, authority and presence and celebrity aspect to it. And so then just purely from sort of organic feedback and growth, it really led to just getting better and better on camera to where at some point, you know, it just kind of became very comfortable. And it, I think it's just such a huge strength. And you just connect to people on such an intimate level with the video too. <clears throat> Sorry about that. And so with that, then it was kind of that led really down to doing seminars and things like that based on people started finding out about us more from YouTube and things than anything else. And so it's interesting if you kind of just found out about my brand. At the time, I actually used uh, like a, a pseudonym. I went by Brad. And mm-hmm. so uh, and through a couple different sort of things that happened, all those accounts got, you know, dissolved. And so it's been interesting for me over the last four or five years to really like do it from scratch and starting it fresh. And I think it's given me a unique perspective of like, okay, what's changed today versus when I did this 10 years ago? Um, And seeing like the different stages of business and how that applies to the brand. Uh, Something that I call, like what I've really noticed if if we want to like said dive into the more business side of things, like I call it the, the Kim Kardashian effect. Yeah. And you know, just the thing that came out with Kylie Jenner recently where she will be the fastest person, not man, woman, person ever to become a billionaire. And it's like, it just really goes to show the power of the brand over actually talent. Because mm. it's like, if you look at Kim Kardashian, what talent did she actually have? I mean, they're amazing marketers and self-promoters. Right. But like from a like, you know, is she a singer or is she a, whatever, you know? But it's just like the ability to build that huge brand and shamelessly self-promote and getting comfortable with that it just, you know, you can sell anything when you have a large enough audience, whether yeah. it's protein powder or <laughs> skincare or whatever, you know. Um, so I could keep flowing on that, but I guess I'll, I'll wait if you have any questions on that stuff specifically. Yeah, definitely. I, I want to come back to uh, branding and marketing uh, over talent, but I, I want to dive in before we do that. I want to talk briefly about um, your days in, in the uh, coaching industry, male coaching industry. And I find it funny that 
not funny, but interesting that, you know, if you, you find a female coach that she's a goddess, you know, all the women love her and she's all, this amazing person. But if you find a male coach, instantly people think that he's a, not a stalker, but what's the word? Um, you know, like a, a creeper. That's what I'm thinking. A creeper and mm-hmm. that he's, you know, just trying to pick up girls and hook up with them and this sort of thing. But what I've found and from the personal, because I have a few friends that have been in the dating industry, quite a few actually, and most men are using this as a period in their life to grow into better human beings. And of course, there's been a lot of companies out there that have put that negative light onto the male dating industry. But if, but the people that I have met that go through these programs have really, they support them, they love them, they encourage them, they tell their friends to get involved because they're really helping people grow as men. And so I'm curious, kind of your experience and perception based on um, society's perception of the the male coaching dating industry. Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely interesting. Like if I even think for myself, being a client first, really at the start, I'm like, I just want to have find a better girlfriend than the one that I had. And so there was this sort of, I guess, egoic drive to it. But then when you get into it, and the, I feel like it's a, the technology, as I use quotations here, it's kind of evolved, mm-hmm. where it was like, you know, in the very beginning of that industry, it was like the book, the game, and mm-hmm. I was using lines, routines. But that stuff runs out, and you realize it's not very uh, persuasive at the end of the day. It's kind of like, you know, with sales copy or something. Like, if you try to use the trigger words and stuff, but you don't really get the principles, you're, it's going to come across pretty obvious that you're, you're trying to kind of, you know, sham someone there. Right. And I think it's the same thing with, with dating. And so what the way that I taught was what I realized is kind of first as a client is like the way you become an attractive man is you just become like, you know, that centered rooted, you know, understanding masculinity, understanding how to be a leader, understanding what it takes to be more, you know, self-confident and self-esteem. And so all of a sudden, like, I'm like, okay, I want to have a better dating life. And if, if I have to read books like, you know, Nathaniel Brandon and Tony Robbins and, Eckhart Tolle even and getting into like Zen and presence and things like this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Hey, at the start, I was like, if this gets me the better dating life, I'll do it. But then it just leads to all of a sudden this sort of, you know, path of self-awareness and self-actualization to where like, I mean, that's what led to me being an entrepreneur. Cause it was just the next level of like, I just want to take more responsibility. And here's just another way to take more responsibility for my life and emotional intelligence. And so all these things, I mean, there's nothing, negative about that I could say you know and of course you have like any industry some people use it for good or bad you have bad apples you have the the five percent or whatever that is take it and run with it Um, but I do think also like if I'm being totally blunt is that like for men at least I feel that it's important for for men guys in their 20s to really mess it up you know make some mistakes date a lot of girls like experience it and see what they like Um, and I still do so basically today I'm a like an executive coach for entrepreneurs. And there's definitely a relationship advisor aspect to that, whether they're single or even married, kind of everything in between, to where it's like, okay, how do you communicate effectively? You know, and how do you understand and not just say, oh, women, they're crazy, or you know, how do you communicate all the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and not have that like uh, impact, you know, your relationship and everything. Um, and so, but I think another big part of that is like, really spending your 20s to find the type of woman that you want, make those mistakes, 
so that you can really settle down with someone and be like, yes, I know this person is for me, you know? And I think, um, I feel, I feel like the two best skills in the world as a man, uh, one I think is copywriting cause it's just like <laughs> modern day alchemy, you know, it's like if you can take words and turn it into money, I just think it's like a beautiful thing. It's good. Point. But also just the ability to, um, you know, understand the male female dynamics and not just having this be some sort of Rubik's cube of confusion of like the other or the opposite sex, you know? So feeling comfortable of like understanding that behavior and being able to use it. For me, I've been in a, a great relationship for almost six years now. And it's just like, it came from, you know, those 10 years of running around being kind of a, a little crazy 20 year old something running around all these nightclubs and things like that, you know? Yeah. And it, it's amazing how connected or intertwined the development of a, a young man or any man, man, growing into a better person is is very well very similar to that of any entrepreneur male or female growing into a better person you know it's it's another form of personal growth becoming more authentic becoming a better human being okay so so next i i want to talk about what it was like for you to start out fresh so you had um you your was it a personal brand before your new personal brand when you were a dating coach it's it's it weirdly evolved into that. So at the start, okay. it was like this. It's one of it was one of the bigger companies, the dating company. Okay. But it was kind of that we we realized that we needed to start using social media, and so again, this is two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and so as that stuff evolved, it moved away from the company brand to where like each instructor or coach had to start building their personal brand, and so it did really happen organically through that and I was lucky at the time to really kind of jump in to where you know going from nothing to 30,000 subscribers pretty fast just because we had a, a huge audience to kind of pull into but it gave it you know there was a really fast sort of uh, iterative aspect to it because you're getting instant feedback and in all these comments of like that was awesome or that was not cool or get a better camera dude or why you have that <laughs> weird, weird verbal tick or just weird little things like that sort of so it happened really fast there um, but then like, so I had a lot of, and that's when I started, uh, launching digital products and things too. Mm-hmm. So really understanding the sort of infra- information product market. Um, but then I'm like, okay, time to do this fresh. This will be interesting. And it really was, uh, I'd say if we get into kind of like things to look out for the biggest challenge is I get a lot of guys. So I work with two types of entrepreneurs. I have this kind of like the one-on-one coaching stuff that I do is more, you know, consulting sort of high level, these are kind of very successful entrepreneurs. But then there's kind of the other side where the guy's trying to get there. And it, it, it's still mostly men that I work with. And they're kind of like, okay, I see what you do and I want to do that. And so they're like, you know what, I, I had this experience, I was depressed or, or whatever happened in their life. And they're like, I want to talk about that and I want to put it on Instagram and do YouTube videos. But then I see them three months, six months, a year later, and they only have 25 views on their things. Yeah. Or they're, the only comments and likes are coming from friends and family. And I think a lot of that is they're not properly niching themselves well. And I think they're also kind of not just thinking, okay, what actually could lead to this being a business? You know, and and I think that's uh, sometimes, and and that's what I was saying, almost like these LA sort of Instagram models is that they're just like, how do I get more followers? And Mm -hmm. how do I get more likes versus like, how do I actually turn this into a business? You know? Right. And that can be a hard question to answer for oneself and and one that i think many people 
don't really know how to answer, which is where you come into play, right? You help them answer those questions. Yeah, I think for me, the way that I view it, so I kind of, the type of client I try to work with really fits into this too. And I know not every business, this makes sense, but I think kind of like what you're talking about for yourself is you try to, one, choose that customer avatar and really dive in and get as specific as you've heard in every sort of you know marketing 101. But then what I think from the personal brand is you really try to become the ideal version of that. And I think you have like, the cheesy version of this would be like a Ty Lopez. And it's like, so you're the idealized extreme version. So it's like, oh my God, I want to be like that. And so just because of that alone, they're like, I'm going to work with this person. And so it kind of builds authority. I think there's this really subtle persuasion to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think about for myself, like it dictates everything that I do then of like the decision today to wear a V-neck versus a button down. Like used to be like, oh, I'm a professional coach and I'm an executive coach here. So I have to dress the part. But I realized the clients that I was working with, they wanted the life where they could just, you know, work from the laptop and, you know, be on the beach and kind of do the whole, you know, lifestyle. And so I changed actually like, oh, I actually have to change. Or even moving here to California, a lot of that was like when they see me and I'm out on my patio and there's palm trees behind and I'm meeting with all these cool people. They're like, that's the life I want. And so instantly it kind of leads to then being like, well, what do you got? Products, coaching, whatever it is. And so there's this sort of a uh, cool way where I think a lot of people just kind of haphazardly don't think about that of like, what shirt do I put on today? Or what I'm going to talk about in this video? Or what's this podcast theme going to be for the, or who do I invite on the show? And having it all kind of fit in to who is that one person that I'm communicating with. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. I- I'm curious for you, was there ever a conscious choice or resistance into creating a personal brand? Um, because I've, seen people have the resistance of actually I had a friend just the other day asked me about starting a podcast and he said he said should it be this 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 and I was like no it should be Dan blank show the Dan blank show (laughs) and um and he was like I've never thought about it like that I don't know if I'm comfortable you know then he went to overanalyzing it and um uh, I'm curious about your experience with that was there any resistance for you or was it just a natural coming yeah yeah, it was interesting. I mean, it, definitely back in the old days as the, the dating coach, there were some topics where I'm like, okay, would I want my mom to see this video or something like that? Uh, but even today, it was interesting. I had a mentor tell me, he's like, okay, you need to make your Facebook public and your, your personal profile, not the fan page. And also, I've noticed a lot lately over the last sort of year or two, there's a lot of uh, copywriters, marketers, some coaches using their personal Facebook profile because you just get so much more organic spread mm-hmm. there than you know the fan page. It's like, yeah. I mean, unless you throw some cash at it, you're not going to get anyone to see it, right? I'm sure everyone listening who has one of those knows this. Mm-hmm. But the, the personal profile, you can get a great organic spread. But I, I, I could feel for myself this resistance of I have friends from high school and grade school. I have like now when I go to Christmas, I have uncles like, oh, I saw your video there and like, Wow, that's amazing. And I'm like, especially coming from having the like the fake name and kind of having this very clear almost two lives that I was living <laughs> to being like, okay, it's finally time to just say, you know what, screw it. Let's really just put this out there. And so for me kind of I I viewed it so hopefully this could be a good frame for people. It's like I viewed it as this is kind of showing the universe like law of attraction or you know if you want you know training my subconscious of cuz a huge thing in the dating thing is like not worrying about what other people think of you. Because if you worry about rejection, 
it's just gonna you know the cards are stacked against you and you just you're gonna fail anyways and so it's like kind of the, and I totally agree with in business too right it's like you know you got to take the risks the faster you can fail the faster you're gonna succeed and so when I felt that resistance for me that's something that that's like a signpost saying like hey that's there that fear is there that's the path to growth and so I'm gonna lean into that and so for me it was kind of like stamping my flag down of saying boom I'm going to make my business public I'm going to talk about it. And there's still a couple times where I feel like, ah, oh, man, do I really want to put this post out? Like worrying about what my high school buddies might think or something. And, and again, for me, I just always go back to like, who am I trying to serve? You know, what impact am I trying to create? And I always focusing back again on that customer avatar and just being like, let's block out all these other people. Who cares if my uncle says like, you know, this is a weird business and I don't get it. And like, who are you to say <laughs> this sort of stuff? Like I've had these weird conversations you know at christmas parties and stuff mm -hmm. i'm like what's more important to me you know selfishly my own sort of life that i want to live but even more than that like the life of the client that i can find through this and just keeping on focusing on you know that contribution that's what kind of pushed it over the edge for me hey friends we're going to wrap up the first half of wade's interview there and you can catch the rest of the interview on the next episode when wade and i chat more about creating a sustainable seven-figure personal brand we'll see you soon Hey listeners, thanks again for joining the show. We wanted to remind you about our Get Shit Done one-on-one -on -one productivity coaching that we recently just launched. What we do is work with you to create big business goals that are absolutely game changers. We make a plan together and put you in our productivity hacking system that helps you stay on target. Each week you get a call with yours truly about what steps to take for the following week. Some say it's like a year of productivity in just three months. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com forward slash coaching. The business method dot com forward slash coaching.